Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Um, well, yeah, it's the Melchester Odyssey again. Um, it's... Last week we had an attempt at it and we didn't get any further than the front cover. I feel as though we could do the front cover again. It's so good. Mm. Uh, it's this 21st of January 1984 issue. On the front cover itself is what you just described before we started recording as a, a homoerotic tableau. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm completely in agreement with. Um, Roy wanders into the treatment room. We've got uh, Taffy... Um, gently massaging the, the calf of, of Kenny Logan um, while uh, Glenn Ritchie looks on um, with his towel just draped around his neck. Um, meanwhile, we think that Charlie Carter is being sucked off by Trevor Cassidy yep. on the other side of the room. Helping him relax, and whatever it takes. A, a jar of, of Vaseline or liniment the, the, or something. The thing is, is it, it, in top flight football, like you'll always hear this from the elite coaches, it's the tiny margins. That's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. And if that means yeah. that your elder, your aging keeper needs a, a blowy at half yeah. time, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, or in the week, <laughs> or every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want him. The difference between Charlie Carter reaching to tip a shot just over the crossbar um, with his balls full <laughs> is, you know... Yeah, it, well, there's, if, there's your balls, if your balls are completely full, that might make a gravitation, it's a gravitational yeah. pull, isn't it? That could be... It, it could cost you, like, let's say, half a millimetre. And some of the saves during this World Cup that's going on at the moment, like... You, when a shot goes in and you think it's just gone over, but then on the extra slow replay, you see like they've just, the goalkeeper has got the tiniest, mm. tiniest touch on it that has saved mm-hmm. them the goal. Well, think yeah. on, because if that, well, yeah, if the keeper, Pick, oh, Pickford did one, Pickford did one against Iran. And, and I can guarantee right you that yeah. Pickford would have emptied his pipes, cleaned out the pipes Completely. before the game. Yeah. No doubt about yeah. it. And whether Gareth yeah. did that for him, or he had his assistant, that sort of intimidating guy who looks like a sort of a side character from an episode of The Sweeney, who is Gareth Southgate's assistant. I think his name's Steve Holland. Do you know the one I mean? I've not seen him, no. I don't pay too much uh, attention to ne- Next time, if you watch England, look at the geezer right. who's always sitting next to Southgate. He's like right. an intimidating guy who looks like either oh, right. a henchman or 
one of the guys who, like, in the Sweeney, they occasionally get in to help the cop. You know, like, oh, he's our driver today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He basically looks... He's a hard nut, and I don't know whether he's there to do the wank-offs. I know that, obviously, back in the noughties, that was very much Todd Grip's job for the the so-called golden generation. Because, of course, course, he he got the name. Todd Grip wasn't his real name. It just meant Strong Grip. Strong grip, and yeah. he got that name because he had a very he had a very robust wanking technique, yeah, that he'd learned in yeah. Sweden. Didn't work out for them in the end, though. No. But yeah, Pickford, I imagine, will knock one out probably three hours before kickoff. Yeah, while the rest of the lads are having their pasta and chicken, yeah. and then probably maybe ten minutes before kickoff, <laughs> maybe using some kind of mechanical device, he'll go again. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, just to make sure he's completely drained before before he goes out there. Yeah. But yeah, it's fine margins. That's what that's what matters. So that's what's happening on the front cover. Um, the entire forward line is injured. Uh, this is creating a problem for Roy. Uh, Taffy says none of them are responding to treatment. There's no way they're going to be fit for our midweek game away against Rotherton. Uh, Roy says I wouldn't have risked them anyway, Taff. Not with the fourth round of the FA Cup only a week away. No, I mean the fourth round of the FA Cup these days. He put the reserves out. So oh, that's different yeah. times, isn't it? Yeah. He's treating the FA Cup like it's important. Uh, and then he goes back to his office, which is all painted all green, with a green filing cabinet and a jarring bright blue telephone. Um, and he hears some cheering from outside. Hooray! From the window. Hello? He says, hello? What's all that cheering about? And then we'll turn over into the colour pages inside and find out. Oh, talking about tough guys and henchmen and stuff like that. You probably saw the tweet I did the other day where I was watching an episode of Minder, an mm. early episode, and a tough guy in it was played by the actor who plays Howard. Yeah, I, I saw circles. that, yeah. And I thought, oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it sounds weird, but when you see it, you think, of course Howard does totally look like a tough guy. And it's testament to the actor. In fact, he's yeah. a more natural tough guy, but he played the sort of um, rather tepid tepid and timid Howard in Ever to Grease in Circles. It was like quite a big challenge for him because he looks like a loony. Ever to Grease in Circles is my favourite ever sitcom. Oh, the character, the character he played as well was described as a very naughty boy. (laughs) He'd been been done for attempted murder. But Terry used this against him to say that he couldn't even do murder properly and it was a bit useless. But his name, the character's name, Chris Wilson. (laughs) <laughs> great name. Oh, great name. Great name. I'm going to make. Wilson. A, I'm going to make a note of that. <laughs> Chris Wilson. Lovely stuff. Yeah, you might be able to use that at some point. Yeah, we should start. We should start keeping a list of these good names. Mm. Put them on the t-shirt. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Roy looks out the window, and there's a crowd gathering around someone like. Um, like bees around a piece of jam that's been discarded. And he thinks, ah, oh, Rob Richards. <laughs> a crowd of fans have nailed him to sign his autograph. <laughs> there they are. Uh, all in all in very bright colours, I have to say. They're all brightly coloured. Mm. They look like they're from the fucking children's BBC from Why Don't You or something like that. Look like they're fucking auditioning to take over from Rod, Jane and Freddie on Bloody yeah. Rainbow, mate. Yeah. Um, I would see a close-up of it. 
and Rob is indeed signing an autograph. Rob Richards looks <laughs> quite old, <laughs> considering he's 18. And uh, Roy has zoned in on who it is that he's signing the autographs for. And of course, it is the club cunt, Trevor Brinston. The last time uh, the, the manager's looking out the window to see what's going on in a car park puts me in mind of um, one of the best moments in Roy Keane's book where he talks about Pablo Canugo. Yes. Because that's where, I think that's where Dis and That came from. Cause, yeah. Because Roy Keane was in his office at Ipswich and he heard something outside and he came angrily to the window. And I think he just saw Pablo Canugo sauntering in really late. Yeah. <laughs> With one of them little yeah, wash yeah. bags under his arm. And Roy was like, What the bloody hell tamed your car this? And that, I think, is when Pablo Canugo said simply, This and that. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's it where was, this yeah. and that came from. Ah, oh, relax, pussycat. Uh, come on, this and that. What is, where, where the hell have you been? What have you been doing, Pablo? This and that. <laughs> Yeah, we're just coming for a little game of football. There's no uh, rush. Yeah. I but join in and a break in the game. We play football any time. It's no problem. It's, it's not fun. A t- it's not time sensitive. It's not a job, is it? <laughs> we're playing a game here. Come on. Children's game. <laughs> yeah, so Roy's looking down and it's Trevor Brinsden with the autograph book. Do you like Hold looking out, out windows? Like to yeah. spy on goings and, on. Well, he, and he's doing it the proper way as well. He's standing behind the curtain and having yeah. a little peep my, around the curtain. My mate, when we were at university, he was like, he'd always be getting a, a mini cab round to his girlfriend's house, his sex cab, right? And he'd <laughs> like, a, we'd take the piss out of him because we lived in a first floor flat. And in his fucking, it, like a granny, he'd get, he'd call the taxi and then he'd get all dressed and ready. You know, with his coat and everything and all his bits and bobs and his hat on. And then he'd sit at the window. Sex hat. Like a little fucking, as a friend of mine once described it, and I have no idea why she, why she called it this, but it was just a funny thing. She goes, I'm fucking sat at the window here like a fucking pregnant cat. <laughs> so I don't know why she got, I never asked her to explain that phrase, but ever since I've always used it. Like if someone's yeah. looking out the window, I was going, oh, looking out the window like a pregnant cat, right? I don't know what that means. No, I don't know. I might text her later. I haven't seen her for a few years and just say. Maybe just, it's because pre- pregnant cats don't get to go out and about doing cat stuff if they're like heavily pregnant and they're missing out on it. I think that's where it is. Yeah, I might text her live on air and see if she gets back to me. But anyway, he used to look out the window like a pregnant cat and uh, wait for his taxi to arrive. And I just always found the idea of anyone looking out the window, especially a first floor window, really funny. This is an odd, it's it's a fucking neurotic thing to do, isn't it? the, the, The angle of elevation. Yeah, I mean, you remember one one of the classic Raggedy Ann stories was when our house, I think our house was undergoing some renovation, and I so we we stayed at my mother in law's for a couple of weeks, and then but I had to drive back every day to drop the kids at school, and I pulled up outside the house just to check up on things, and it was around the it must have been two thousand sixteen because it was there was the Brexit election was coming up. But so too was the, um, there was some local elections and Raggedy Ann in her front garden had an enormous um, vote leave poster 
and next oh, and, and, ne- and next to it she had an enormous vote conservative placard oh. right and it was so like huge these two things next to each other that I just thought even taking the partisanship out of it right like that I'm on a different side in both those arguments it's mm. just funny do you know what I mean like yeah. if I'd yeah. had a massive vote, if I'd had a massive vote remain next to a massive vote <laughs> Labour placard I would have acknowledged that that was funny too because it's sort of like yeah. there's an aggressiveness about it do you know what I mean <laughs> so I thought right I'm fucking taking a photo of that to send to my good wife right because it's just mm. a funny part of the the legend of Raggedy Ann and I held my phone up and then I just heard, within a second of me holding my phone up, a second of me pointing the phone, bang, 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 like mad, like machine gun banging. And my eyes went up, and she was at her first floor front window. And yeah. I'm not joking, she must have been waiting to see. Yeah. She must have, not necessarily for me, but she must be one of those people, like a local yeah. rat bag. Remember that brilliant character in Viz, Meddlesome Rat Bag? Yeah. She's basically a meddlesome rat bag who spends a good few hours every morning sat at her front window waiting for someone to irritate her in some wow. way. She caught me red fucking handed and I mm-hmm. bat and I pretended that I was just looking at the thing on my phone. What, <laughs> what is it, Raggedy Ann? I'm not taking pictures of your political communications. To mock you to my wife. I'm just looking at a pretty picture. I have to hold the phone up at this level. Goodbye. Have a lovely day, Raggedy Ann. Ah! I ran off and probably jumped out with fucking skin, mate. It reminded me of that. What's that fairy tale when. What's the fairy tale where the, there's a couple and they're really hungry and so they climb into someone else's garden? to like nick some veg or something that's growing in their garden and 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 it's a witch's garden and the witch comes out goes oi what's all this you're nicking fucking veg out of my vegetable patch or Mm. it's a herb or something and the man goes i'm really sorry it's just my wife's pregnant and we're really skint and so the witch goes okay no problem but i'm afraid the only way i'm going to let you off the hook is if you let me have the child when it's born (laughs) Fucking hell. And the, dad, one of them. and the dad goes, yeah, all right, deal. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. He's thinking, win-win. I get the food and I get to get rid of this dependent who's going to be a fucking strain on me with the state of my finances. No earache. Brilliant. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that's quite a famous one. But you know, like with a lot of fairy tales, the version you know, which might be from a Disney film, is different from the original text. The original, which is always more... By the I'll Brothers the Grimm. Grimm. But yeah. it was Grimm that made most of the fairy tales in the first yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess Raggedy Ann probably is a modern witch. I would say I so. Suppose. I mean, when she, she appeared um, behind me the other day, when I was, like, putting something into the boot of the car, and she does have a tendency to appear silently. Just, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then she's just there in her, like, woolly hat and her rucksack. And you just like, she's a bit, her look is very nuts in May. Yeah. But imagine that, but much older and scarier. But the, the style. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Have you ever been in a house? No, I've seen in it. Right. I've peered into it. <laughs> <laughs> I've done some peering. I'm going to do some peering now. She's out. Gonna, I know she's I'm out. I'm going to peer at you. No, I don't. I kind of don't want to. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, you never know what you might see. She's got, anyway, a, she's got a son who's a nice lad, and he's an expert trumpeter. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, I think he's like a high-level trumpeter. He's, uh, I think he's gone off to uni now, but he's, you know, he's a lad. And he used to like, we used to, and that was the only good thing to come out of the house. I'd hear him trumpet in a way. I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Did you not have a trumpeter come round to yours that time? Yeah, he did actually. So wow. there's a lot of trumpet, inf- a lot of trumpet action <laughs> around my street. Trumpet heavy area. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's interesting that. I mean, it's interesting because you'd usually associate brass with the north of England. And here I am I'd down in so. the south. Yeah. I mean, I assume up north, especially in Yorkshire. And Lancashire, there's just like yeah. every street's full of trumpeters and trombonists in it and tuba yeah, players. Yeah. We're just used to it now. Jalapeño. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. Anyway, let's get back to this Melchester thing because World Cup's on in half an hour. Mm. So, oh, it's, uh, uh, it's Rapunzel, by the way. It's Rapunzel. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, That's the, the beginning and, of and she goes right. Give me the baby, and then she gets the baby, and she locks it up in a big Puts tower. It in a tower, yeah. And then Rapunzel grows her hair. We'll deep dive Rapunzel deep, one day. Deep, deep dive worthy, I'd say. Yeah. Well, Tangled is a fantastic version of it. Have you ever seen mm. Tangled? It's the Disney version yeah. from a few yeah. years ago. Really good, but I suspect. I mean, that's very sort of modern, funny humour. It's, mm. I suspect the original is going to be more deep diveable for us. Oh, I think so, in the same style that Rumpelstiltskin was. Yeah, You're yeah. not going to get anyone stamping their foot through the floor. And then fucking uh, killing themselves with a spike of wood through the foot. Yeah, that's not going to happen on Disney. Um, so, anyway, it's Rob Richards, and he's uh, signing autographs. And Roy's thinking, ah, oh, Rob Richards, a crowd of fans have nailed him to sign his autograph, including Trevor Brinston in italics and his mob it won't do young Rob's image any good to be identified with that lot well he's he's right you know Rob's uh, treading on delicate ground here he could find himself was there a footballer who used to hang out with hooligans am I just imagining that there's been a few I mean at West Ham like there is a especially with the old the, the lads from like the 80s um, the, like a lot of the, there's a lot of cross fertilization, let's say. Yeah. Like in the yeah. like same pubs. The ones that come up through the ranks, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get uh, too uh, sidetracked if we can. Um, so, yeah, Rob's uh, happily saying, not gross. Trevor Brinson had been a thorn in Roy's flesh, he <laughs> <it> says. <laughs> 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 Okay, a thorn in Roy's flesh ever since he had been forced to ban him from Rovers home games in the 1981-82 season. Although, to be fair, Brinston was one of the suspects in the in the murder, wasn't he? The attempted murder, rather. So, you know, Brinston's a big, big negative influence. Yeah, and uh, I would have, he should have had a lifetime ban and possibly a custodial sentence for the time they all charged onto the fucking golf on course. golf course. When Blackie yeah. and... Blackie and Roy and their wives were enjoying mm. a lovely couple's Forsen. round of court of golf. Yeah, mm. 
Lovely outdoor foursome. Um, Trevor says, we're getting up a petition to get you back in the team, Rob. A petition. Fuck me. We've done. We've covered this already, the petition, haven't we? It was in the last one. Hmm. Petitions. Complete worthlessness uh, of a petition. P- p- petitions are shit, whatever they're fucking directed at. No mm. petition ever works. Like you look on Twitter now, and there'll be one of your liberal mates trying to get you to sign a petition, probably against this new Public Order Act, right? Which, don't get me wrong, I'm against. But lads, the petition will not work because the the politicians actually love it when you do a petition because Mm. it means that the illusion of democracy and you having a choice and freedom of speech is maintained while they just get on doing whatever the fuck they want. And they go, well, well, the well, we will look at it. And, and yeah, we'll ask, we'll do a question about this in the house. And then they all just go back to the bar together and piss themselves laughing at the very idea that we little people would have any influence on their decision making. Mm. Your petitions are petitions, they're Lampard wallpaper. That's what they are. They fucking are. I bet Lampard does have a petition. This is my petition room. Please step inside. <laughs> As you can see, I have wallpapered it with every petition I've ever started. <laughs> Many of which have been successful and have garnered over <laughs> one thousand signature signatures. <laughs> I mean, this is an impressive petition that he's unfurled. If you look at the top of it, there, yeah, it's 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 rolled up, but it's pretty thick, so it's it's a big one. Um, he says, "We're getting up a petition to get you back in the team, Rob. We've collected five hundred signatures already. Five hundred. Like, oh yeah. How many get in? How many fucking fans get into Melchester? You reckon fifty thousand? Yeah, it's massive, Mel Park. Easy. Yeah. And they've got five hundred signatures on this Pathetic. shitty petition. Pathetic. Fuck off. Yeah, give that to fucking Roy. Oh yeah, five hundred cunts want want to fucking tell me to pick in my team, do they? Fucking great. Here, I watch this. And then Roy literally pulls down his tracksuit bottoms and wipes his ass with it in front of Trevor Brinston. <laughs> there you go. Then screws it in a ball and throws oh. it back in his face. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you'd had me a toilet roll there. <laughs> oh, this is convenient because I just curled one up out upstairs and there weren't quite enough fucking toilet paper sheets left for me to finish the job. So I, think, I reckon... I've calculated that I do need a, 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 one last wipe. Here we go. <laughs> and Rob Richards says uh, he's a bit stunned by the thing. He says, uh, well, uh, thanks a lot, lads. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, then Brinsden spotted Roy at the window. Uh, and Brinsden shouts up at, the, at Roy. Roy's now got the window wide open for some reason. <laughs> you know, um, Maybe so we can listen to what's going on. Call yourself a manager, Race. What boss would leave his top goal scorer on the sidelines? And then the one next to him who's bald apart from a red Mohican uh, shouts, You've got to bring him back! <laughs> Boo! Fuck off, Cogs. Hang on. Uh, hey, all of you, wait there one sec. No, wait up. I've got something for you. Goes off, <laughs> takes a fucking piss in a, in a coffee mug. <laughs> Come back, go. Here you go, cunts. Splash. There you are. Put that on your petition. <laughs> TTFN. See you Saturday at the game. <laughs> if we let you in, well, you'll be paying money to watch me play a fucking child sport, you daft cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and he just pulls the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> fucking hell look at his face he's looking all pensive as he looks at them it says Roy had dropped the young striker because of his selfish attitude <laughs> and, he's uh, narrowed his eyes he's looking, he, has, he looks fucked off doesn't he well he's back at Melchester and he's balls deep in problems yeah. again Fucking Everywhere up. he goes, problems. I might pack this whole fucking thing in, Walford, <laughs> Melchester. And one thing I've learned over the course of last year is that a cunt is a cunt wherever you go. And there's fucking doing loads fucking, of them. I've been doing this job for 20 years. I've aged about five years in it. How the fuck that works, I don't know. I can just pack it in tomorrow. I only got into it for the fanny. And the amount <laughs> I've fucking managed to clock up over the last 20 years, I mean, no man could want for more. I reckon I could probably go the rest of my life without a single bit of fanny and still be sat. No, actually, that's bollocks. There must be something else I can turn my hand to. <laughs> Apparently, plumbers get a lot of it. Maybe I'll start retraining <laughs> as that. <laughs> He's thinking, thanks to the injury situation, he'll have to play against Brotherton. And I suppose Mr. Bridsden will regard that as some kind of victory. Well, it's up to you, isn't it, Roy? Don't leave him out. Play one up top yourself. The following day, as the Rovers travel to north to Rotherton, um, and Roy is sitting next to Rob on the bus, <clears throat> they're going past some um, industrial chimneys. They've got lots of smoke pumping out of them, which suggests they're in the north, I think. Uh, and Roy's saying uh, to Rob, to be quite frank with you, Rob, you're only in the side because of the injuries to Kenny Logan and Glenn Ritchie. So make the most of the opportunity. Because it won't fucking last. Brilliant. I'm not going to make any attempt to encourage you. I'll be honest, I don't like you. I think you're a fucking fraud. You're coming here with that stupid fucking haircut that you've clearly copied off of me, right? I thought I'd go further. I despise you, Rob. <laughs> I despise you to your very core. But I do not want you to interpret that as meaning I spend any time whatsoever thinking about you. I do not. <laughs> I haven't said that. I want you to go out and express yourself. <laughs> do your best. And, and most of all, Rob, enjoy yourself. <laughs> it is, after all, a children's game. <laughs> it's a game. Just go out there and enjoy yourself. Try to express yourself. Anyway, uh, see you, cunt. I wish you... <laughs> have a good game. You. But ultimately, I wish you dead. I wish death upon you. <laughs> at the earliest opportunity where it looks like we've got this game in the bag I will be substituting you I need you to know that <laughs> even if I've already used the sub I will bring you off and happily play with <laughs> one of fewer men <laughs> he gives some more advice he says apart from scoring goals which is your job I want to see you creating chances for the other in bold <laughs> other forwards with unselfish running off the ball if you can fucking um, imagine for one second doing anything that isn't for the fucking benefit and furtherment of you, Rob fucking Rob Richards. Fucking Richards. <laughs> How old do you think Rob looks there? What, on the coach? Yeah. I reckon he looks in his sort of mid-30s, but I mid reckon 30s, he's supposed yeah. to be like 18. He's 18. Yeah. Over the page. As the Rovers ran out in change strip on a Wednesday night. Oh, I've never seen him in the change strip no, before. No, they never wear that. Yeah. It's similar to Liverpool's change strip of the time, which was the white shirt with the red V-neck Yeah, and it collar. actually still creates a clash anyway, because they're playing a team who are basically an Arsenal strip, home strip. Mm. It still would be confusing to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in the different Okay, colours. noted. 
<laughs> Noted for future reference in case I'm ever in yeah. a colour clash situation with Sam. <laughs> Abbas here, red and white are, are a clash, but all right. Mm. Um, we're all different. Uh, as Rovers ran out and changed strip on Wednesday night, Roy's thinking to himself, oh, no, it's Rob Richards, sorry, because <laughs> they look the same. Rob Richards is thinking there's only one way to win back a permanent place in the side. Score so many goals, Roy won't ignore me. No, mm. Rob, that's the opposite of what he's told you to do. <laughs> I'll score all the goals in the world and the only way I can achieve that is to shoot every single time I get the ball no matter where I am or where my teammates are stood when you said so it's only Rotherton I fill my boots here you saw um, when you said so many goals it reminds me of that classic talk sport call to Mickey Quinn yeah it's got yeah. so many goals. <laughs> he starts crying, doesn't he? He does. He does. Um, if you haven't heard that, listen to it, lads. Find uh, it. So uh, yeah, go on YouTube. You can hear a compilation of all the best um, uh, calls on um, on TalkSport ever. Although they never involve what I believe to be the greatest call ever, which was our one when it was pulled when we set up a Paul Scholes versus Reg Rani. Uh, yeah. poll for the listeners um, which yeah. I think I can't remember the name of the fella but I think that was the best call ever but you've got so many calls you've got the <laughs> Scottish guy who wants Anton Niemi the Icelandic keeper to play for Scotland and yeah. you, you've got the best one of all which is Alan Brazil asking Gary Bushell how Bob Monkhouse's health is now and Gary Bushell having to tell him that he died a year ago <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, number does, one favourite like, if you listed Bob all the best or something like that <laughs> after that <laughs> he told does, him his yeah. death <laughs> but he's dead <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Parry tries to cover for him and going no I think he meant it in a different way there Gary <laughs> <laughs> right tell you what we'll leave it there because this, this match is about to start we're still okay. only halfway through the fucking story and there's a lovely bonus treat in this issue as well coming so this is going to be a three-episode issue. Love it. Get a load of that. Yeah. And uh, we'll, but we'll put it out later on today because it's double-header because we, we owe you one on the IFS. Um, so we'll be back with a bit more later on. Thank you very much and goodbye. All the best. All the best.